Welcome back to Couples Kissing in the Hallways and Other Mild Irritations. I'm your host, Duckla Nguyen. Now, this episode is about our last project, the bowling ball lamp project. I was supposed to be recording this with my partner Gage, but as he is sick, he will not be able to be here. Best of luck to him. Now, for our first question for Mr. Hare, what was the biggest difficulty of this design in the lamp? Well, the biggest part, I think, was finding a way to put all the electrical stuff, like the battery and the light, inside the bowling ball. Because in our case, the lamp was a bowling ball, and I wanted to preserve the spherical shape of the bowling ball so that like, we could roll it around as a meme of sorts. But we also needed to create a large enough port in the side to fit the electrical components. And Tinkercad, I don't think, is complex enough to make such a, a to make a port or a plug that would also fit the profile of the sphere. I don't think it's complicated enough to be able to handle that. But where did our team have the most success? Usually, brainstorming in our initial ideas is where we have the most is where we has is where we have the most success. We sift through different designs until one usually pops up at us. Like the sword, for example. This was just like, huh, we could do like these video game characters, nah, it just doesn't feel right. And then all of a sudden there's the idea to do a sword. And we're like, whoa, that's really cool. If we could uh three design three D print and design a sword, that'd be awesome. So we just stuck with that. And usually that's what happens for all of our projects. I mean, we also have a vote. Sometimes we disagree on what exactly we want to build, but we usually figure things out quite quickly. Now, how did we work together in making our team's design? Usually, designs are left up to me because I am uh, technically the more proficient one in Tinkercad. So, uh, being the single decision maker that I am, it isn't particularly difficult for me to think up of a design to communicate the idea that we initially came up with. Now, if possible, what would our team do differently? Ah, if possible, what would our team do differently? We should probably stop procrastinating, procrastinating as much as we do. It would help the quality of our projects while also taking some of the pressure off our backs as the due date gets closer. Yeah, this is kind of a recurring problem. It's just like, this is first block. It's early. Just want to sit there, maybe read a few news articles. Mostly just sleep. But uh, the, la the last option kind of isn't allowed. So stuck with reading news articles until I doze off. But uh, in terms of completing our projects, this basically delays all of our work. It takes too long for us to us. It takes too long for us to design something. It takes too long for us to complete our proposal. But everything after that is pretty smooth because the commercial and the presentation are based off of the technical proposal, anyways. So it's not like there's a huge jump from that to the next assignment. But I do have to say, I do wish 
I was not the single decision maker for all of the designs. I do wish that were not the case. <sighs> now, that's enough about our bowling ball light. For today's burning question, how real are you on social media? I'm about 50% real on social media. The dumb stuff is all me, as in the nonsensical, absurd, or sometimes surreal things I post on my social media. Yeah, that's part of who I am, but it's not like all of who I am. Yet, I usually don't make any serious posts, so whenever, or if ever, I do slash will, uh, no, that's actually grammatically correct. So whenever, or if ever, I do post something serious, people are probably understandably going to think it's a joke. Ah, but then again, it's social media, so why do I have to take it seriously? This is just like some fun side project. If I wanted to do something seriously, I would text them myself or talk to them in person. So I don't really think posting on social media is the, the play there. Now, that for today's couples kissing in the hallways and other mod irritation segment, we have students leaving trash around in school. Now, last year, I was a TA for Mr. Bouchelon's AP Environmental Science class. I distinctly remember him telling me he had to clean out all the cabinets in his room to clear out the trash. And this was kind of gross. And uh, at one point, as TA, I had to lock all the cabinets to make sure students couldn't put trash in them. I opened one up and I discovered a half-eaten bag of Cheetos. That was pretty cool. That was also kind of disgusting. Like, if you're gonna break rules and eat in class, you might as well just throw it away. It's like a 10 second walk from your side of the classroom to the trash can. Like, really? You need to dump it? Or like, empty water bottles just lying around? Like, sometimes sometimes they get dropped. Yeah, like the little little uh, mesh, I suppose, on the side of the uh, school standard backpack. I, know, from personal experience, I already know that that's not stable enough to hold your water bottle. But still, like, I'm recording this in the back room, and there's a gum wrapper sitting in front of me. Like, come on. We should be we should be better than this. We're, like, high school students. Mostly upperclassmen, actually, in the classes that I'm taking at. Mostly upperclassmen. But the problem is still there. People eating slash drinking and then leaving their trash on the floor. Or even worse, when they eat and drink and they drop whatever it is that they're eating and drinking and then they don't clean it up. Like Cheerios, for example. You drop you drop some Cheerios, well, you, you have one chance to pick up your Cheerios before someone else steps on them and reduces them to a fine paste on the floor, which the custodian now has to deal with. Same thing in the bathroom. Like, ah, Pardon my French, but uh, for the past few weeks, there has been someone that's been shitting in the on the floor in the bathroom. As in, uh, they, would they would go into the handicap stall. Anyway, this bathroom is the one next to Mr. Miller's math class. Anyway, so this person, I don't know who it is, presumably an underclassman, because they're dumb enough to shit on the floor. But this person walks into the handicap stall sits down or squats down next to the toilet 
shits and then wipes themselves and then uses that toilet paper that they use to wipe themselves to make a little mound on top of the shit and then they'll drain the rest of the toilet paper just to like embellish it I suppose they have to claim their territory by shitting on the floor how do I know that this is exactly what happens well 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 here's a here's a funny story now I was using the restroom during AP research class when all of a sudden this guy walks in now I'm in a stall so all I see are his feet he's walking past me he's walking past me and he walks into the handicap stall next to me and he parks himself right next to the divider now I was I was kind of at first I didn't really think anything I didn't much of this I was like hmm he's just taking a dump like he's using the bathroom how it's meant to be used he's not vaping he's not smoking he's not smoking weed this is good this is good we're making good progress guys and then his friend comes in and knocks on the door and he says yo man uh what's taking you so long or something like that please forgive my incredibly terrible impression of what I heard that day and then the, uh, the guy in the stall responds with I'm taking a shit now all this seems normal to me until until I see him get up zip up his pants and leave without flushing this is curious he's either at this point I thought he just took a shit in the in the toilet and didn't flush now that's a pretty common occurrence I still hate it but uh it happens but in this particular instance I walked into the handicap stall to flush the toilet when I found an empty, completely clean toilet. How does this happen? How does this happen? How do you shit not flush and the toilet's clean? And then as my mind slowly puts two and two together and I realize why there's a uh, large toilet paper mass next to the toilet with the occasional brown streak, I realize this guy has shit on the floor. Like, really? This takes littering to a whole nother level. It is a classic stereotype of third world countries that the people who live there defecate on the floor. And to an extent, I believe this is partly out of necessity. So why is it when we have when we have two toilets per restroom basically, if not more, which is pretty darn good, why is it, do you feel compelled to shit on the floor? It's not, the toilet's not even dirty. If it's really that dirty, just either wipe it up or cover the toilet seat with a ton of toilet paper, like really now, really now, you're gonna shit on the floor just for, just for the lols, just for the hell of it. Like, really funny, really funny, ha 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 ha. I'm sure the custodian who has to pick up after your little your little game is very happy about picking up human shit. This is not part of their job description. They probably weren't expecting to pick up some dumb freshman's crap. Ugh. Disgusting. Anyway, this is sort of tangentially related to leaving around trash in school. And with that... That wraps up our couples kissing in the hallways and other mild irritations. 
segment. It's been nice talking to you all. I'm your host, Duck Nguyen, and I'll see you all next week. Goodbye.